Hello, it's Arlo, and you're listening to Poetry Walks, a podcast where we ground down for 10 minutes or less while an afternoon walks. Today's episode features work by Luna Silver. Luna is a performer, model, and artist who loves to be in passion projects and explore new ideas relating to their interests and how they experience the world around them. They also enjoy writing poetry while on commutes here and there to understand the day-to-day. The title of this poem is Hug Me and Whisper That I'm the Sickest You've Ever Known. We will be reading an excerpt. It's more of a stream of consciousness poem and escalates content warning for illusions of death. Um, Not in a violent way, just in a way of like we all pass with time. Um, I think those are all the content warnings that I need to go over. Maybe just uh, feelings of pain and existentialism and longing that occur from time to time. But with that, a poem by Luna. A man is undressing, but I don't look away. I watch him from my window. The light creates shadows that detail every muscle on his back. His golden skin and sandy hair remind me of home, the sinews of his body like an undisturbed desert. He stops and he turns. I wonder if he sees me. But I am an ornament on the mantelpiece of life. No one ever sees me. When she walks past any reflective surface, she stops to stare at herself. She tells me, It isn't vanity. She just needs to be sure. Herself remains the same from one moment to the next. A quest of introspection. She wonders if experience fragments the self in visible ways. She wants to note these fragmentations. She fixes her face and she walks away. I turn to the side to look at the image beside me. Sometimes I forget I am an embodiment of a person. Are we all just culminated balls of thought floating through life, defying gravity? A person is a brain controlling a mass of bones, muscle, flesh, through minuscule electronic impulses. We are a culmination of electric impulses. We are all atoms and electrons and science. We are like stars and like dirt. Everything is everything. On the train, I recite the timetable like a mantra. I want to shout at everyone and ask them if they are happy. But they are all alone with averted eyes and downturned mouths and blank minds, each of us avoids contact. We are a part of this event, this train ride together, but we isolate ourselves. Why do we do that? I pull my hood over my eyes and slump deep into my seat. The other day, I walked past the place where we first met. Leaves rustled in the warm summer breeze, carrying with it memories and the smell of a suntan lotion. I squint up at the sky, thinking about what lies behind the blue. As I am here thinking of you, I wonder if you are there, somewhere thinking of me.
The thought of you stops me in my tracks. Some days I open my mouth to speak and your voice comes out. Me? Who am I? I wonder if the thought of me ever leaves you breathless. She recalled the birth of her child to us as we stood under the glaring neon light of a food van called Ishmael. So much pain goes into bringing life into this dark blue planet only to one day end up in a ditch covered in worms and dirt and walked over by those who don't yet understand the disappointment of the sweet lying promise of life. Drunk and tripping on her own thoughts, every second word followed by, she threw up everything she knew about the world at our feet. She gazed up at her eyes, a deep longing in her bones and face. She said she was not like us when she was this young. She was dumb and flighty. How funny it was to think she considered us her superior. She who took part in the greatest miracle of birth. She who bore a living being out of her own flesh and blood. She who tore apart her body for the sake of one smaller. She carries a trident, and we are just fish in this blue pool. I'm hunched over on my knees, watching the ants crawl between the cracks in the pavement. They sprawl around in circles and loops and lines, and they always end up in the same place under the ground. At night, I lie beneath the bluish black, playing connect the dots with the stars, trying to find my way home. All paths lead to the same place. All thoughts lead me back to you. I guess you can't escape destiny. One summer, my brother and I spent a day in the monsoon rain collecting worms from the ground. We balanced their fragile, gelatinous bodies on sticks and carried them over slowly into empty one-liter 7-up bottles. There were so many, all tightly packed together, a squirming mass of pink pulsating with movement reminiscent of the beating of a failing heart. It reminds me of my grandpa. We left the bottles by the windowsill, hoping to examine them upon our return. When we came back, our aunt claimed a fisherman had dropped by in need of bait, and our collection of worms had aided a grand voyage at sea. I feel distant from the objects of my everyday. The jingle from my purse makes me think about how many hands touched those same coins. Hands that stretched out in prayer, that reached for a crutch in the darkness. Hands that caressed body after body searching for love. Hands that begged for mercy. Hands that dealt violence. Hands that covered their eyes to the sadness of reality. As I pay the clerk who smiles into space, his blank stare makes me think. A kid behind me sneezes. They say when you sneeze, it means someone is thinking about you. I wonder who's thinking about him. Thank you, Luna, for sharing your words and for allowing me to share them with the listeners of Radio Kingston and Poetry Locks. Something I admire about this poem is that from the start until the end, you are taken upon a stream of consciousness of this person's thoughts. And it is clear that this person desires happiness. They say... 
in the line um, that I actually didn't get to read for you all because this poem is 12 minutes in duration and I only have 10 minutes with you. But the speaker says, happiness is an unreachable point in this mountain I climb. And throughout the poem, you see the speaker longing for happiness through others, through being witnessed by a stranger, through being longed for by the person in which they long for the person who consumes their thoughts, through the happiness of being seen and appreciated by their mother, through the attempts of salvation, through God. This is also a section I wasn't able to read for Poetry Walks. But their thoughts are so incredibly muddled that it becomes all-consuming and you realize that happiness, this unreachable point on the mountain that they climb, may not be the past through squirming masses of pink pulsating movements that are worms and may not be money that is stretched through the hands of prayer, the hands of a cashier clerk, or through childlike wonder, but it is a culmination of these moments, and it is the stillness that we find when gazing upon clouds of the earth. It is understanding how small and large we are in this beautiful adventure of life thank you again luna for sharing your words and thank you all for listening to poetry walks there's a full transcript of today's episode on my website arlotomichek.com under the sound section poetry walks is released on forcibly seated mohican territory for more information on the land and whose land you occupy you can visit the links in the description. Thank you, Radio Kingston, for supporting Poetry Walks and for serving as a radiant community resource. I'm wishing you connection and peace in the coming days. Until then.